Welcome to the show. Thank you for having I'm too us. Much too. Oh. We're stoked. Happy to be here. I like being in this building. Yeah, it's a good time. Not too bad. First time. Drink in hand. God damn it, I forgot my phone. Oh, Sorry, I got you guys all set up and didn't get <laughs> myself set up. Well, pour yourself a little bit taller beer, too. <laughs> so what other food did you steal from your sister's childhood? Mm. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> such a dick i know that's why she's so resentful i was that kind of brother that i was like are you gonna finish that and she'd say yes and i'd eat it anyways <laughs> robin from your sister did your parents ever take you to like mcdonald's like it was like a normal thing my mom was all about like the 43 cent cheeseburger era yeah so i didn't get to go all the time but my mom's like yeah screw it she'd get a bag of them and, and be like there you go there's your food oh the days Something costs under a dollar. They're opening a new cheeseburger milkshake place, by the way, in Carlsbad. I just saw it. What is it? It's like Moo Ya or some shit like that. It's where in Carlsbad? Um, El Camino Real in the seventy eight by Mexico Viejo in the gym. Like uh, almost, nice. it's kind of Oceanside ish. Yeah, me like and Blake are about Smash Burgers, dude. Agreed. Yeah. Making Smash Burgers. Yeah, Blake's got his own sauce down. He's like mixing secret sauce, and I gotta get a Blackstone now. What's the one over in La Costa? That they put in by like the old Shake Shack. Yeah, I don't like it. It's it's too much been. of a chain. Like it's not. I've never been. It's not good. Yeah, Feels too I, chainy. I've never been. I mean, once you have a Craig burger, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah they're too good. Craig kind of fucked it up. Yeah, I've had a few other ones, but Copper Kings is good. Craig's got it. Copper Kings is good. I think it's like the Copper Kings is going to be around. Yeah, like I don't think he's going anywhere. No, because now they're out at the Black Plague in Escondido, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Brick and mortar. No. Who's that? No, that's a uh, full metal. Full metal. Sorry. Mm. Cross it up. I haven't had that one. Maybe I should go check it. Dude, he's the OG. Full metal burger. Full metal burger. Is it like a smash bat? Like fully smashed? Not really. Okay. I don't know. It's just like a variety, and every every burger is named after a different metal song. They draw pentagrams in the ketchup. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. The, the ketchup on the bun is a pentagram. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. And it's badass. The dude's super cool and. He used to do a, a tacos on Tuesday called Highway to Shell, <laughs> and they were crunchy shell, like ground beef tacos, so bomb. I'm such a foodie. Yeah, he quit, though, with that. Just burgers. Better tacos than the Craft Coast? No. <laughs> Different. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I, we got to perfect, perfect the hard shell. If you're from New there. Mexico, I, that's, that's I think true, you yeah. would say they were. But hard shell is a different level. Yeah. Craft Coast is so fucking good, though. I've never had that guy's tacos, but I wanted to just say no, just because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, appreciate it. I get the beer every time, so it's kind of so like, good. dude, the carne asada is actually the best carne asada I've had, too. I mean, it all looks good. Yeah. It's all it is all good. Yeah. They do a hell of a job. We were Yeah, we, we got an amazing crew. We love like, our crew. They just crush it. 
and and they're the kind of the crew where it's like hey we want a new hot sauce this is what we like can you make it it's done in like and an then hour. it's done and i think we've come up with like four different ones just because we're like we want this kind of hot sauce and then they'll whip it up so Th- that creamy serrano like the is that serrano yeah dude that shit is that's the one unbelievable yeah. that's yeah. the one it's like really good flavor and just enough spice to where it fucks up your nose a little bit but it's like hot. you can yeah. taste if it doesn't can, clear you out it's not no, hot enough no. you don't need that's a lot like, though i feel like no, I, I can do a little bit and be good some oh, it's so crazy good. though because it changes throughout the course of the year like the, the serranos change. get spicier and I mean, Sometimes I feel like jalapenos can, even do that shit where it's yeah. like, dude, recently I've, I've been having jalapenos hot. recently where I'm like, what the fuck? Like hurts my mouth. Yeah. yeah. One will be like bell pepper. And then you go for the next one and you're yeah. like, dude, this thing's on fire. And the serranos are like that. I, I love when it gets hot. Yeah. When it gets crazy hot and you're like, oh, this batch is good. Yeah. I put the same amount regardless. Mm-hmm. And you like the pain. I paint it on and then all of a sudden I'll be sweating. <laughs> It's like, all right, we got the hot batch. Mm-hmm. It's the hot, hot stuff. Yeah, those yeah. Fresno chilies do that as well. We're like, yeah. they hit you later. <laughs> That's the best, though. Out the back end. Not just, the butt. Not the butt end. Just like Fresno, California. Just like all of a sudden. <laughs> aptly named You Pepper. thought you could pass through town, and now you have the flu. <laughs> it's like a Fresno chili. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you could eat it. You're perfectly fine. And now all of a sudden you're... Gets you on the back end. You're getting blown. Blown out. (laughs) (laughs) I've never gone to Fresno and not gone I'm not going to Fresno. (laughs) I can't remember the last time I was in Fresno. Did you get blown? As you guys are talking about it, I'm like, I don't remember being there. There's two different kinds. There's the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> blown in Fresno. You're either the one doing it or the one getting it. <laughs> oh shit. Oh lord. Well, how let's get to serious stuff. How long have you guys been brewing? It's been let's see, I'm coming up on eight years professionally brewing. So And Blake? Um I think ten. And you were home brewing too. Home brewing so. before that, yeah. Since I was twenty one. That's so, how you started then, was homebrew? Yeah, homebrewer. Prison, prison hooch. And how'd, yeah. you get, how'd you get your first gig? Like real, where you're like, oh shit, I'm working under someone. Um, I went around town from Vista. I'm from Vista, so I went around town just kind of asking if I could help out. I turned 21 like right when the brewing scene was starting to be a thing, like was 2011. And... Uh, yeah, I went around, asked if I could just help out on the side on the weekends, and no one really had that gig. So, went to Pizzaport. Um, I tried to apply for the brewery, but they didn't really do that at that time. And so, worked as a busser and barback, and then months later, um, moved into the brewery as like a keg washer and cellarman and just work my way up from there nice yeah so but it was fun like having that having all the vista breweries and like home brewing there were two homebrew stores in the area at that time so it was like the mother earth one the mother earth one and then hydro brew was super cool in oceanside and that's so, one next to the tattoo shop yeah or the piercing place the pier- uh yeah tracy's tracy's 
so yeah it was super cool at that time to be able to like just walk around and drink beer from all these new places and then to be able to brew it at home so yeah whatever that was 2011 till now that's how long i've been brewing nice about so. you when did you get into a place where you were mine was over at pete's port too it was funny because i remember the day blake got hired i had just got out of school for like audio for producing and just needed a job and got a job over at pete's port and i the more i looked back into the brewery i was like dude i i want to get my hands on that i want to learn how to brew and i was blake was training me how to barn bar back and the head brewer came out or the director now um came out and grabbed blake and was like yeah we need somebody back there come back here and i'm like it's that easy i just got to stick with it and i'm just i'm mechanically inclined so i love that hands-on work Mm -hmm. um and getting back there i think it was two years we were just talking about this i think it was like two years after blake got in um yeah both started over at bressy right on the production side my grandpa homebrewed um in the early 80s and he had kind of told me stories about um taking yeast from vince down at solana so he was homebrewing when i was young and by the time that i was old enough to even get into it he had sold all his equipment so i was always kind of wanted i was interested and intrigued but yeah, it wasn't. I didn't have my hands on any of that until Bressy, until over at Pete Sport. So I feel like you guys got into it like before it all really blew up, in a sense. It was like right when the doors started to close on it being like a common thing for kitchen workers and average people to get pulled back there, mm-hmm. and people were finally starting to go more intensely to school for it. Um, and then yeah, there was kind of an explosion right when we, I think like three years after we got in there. Yeah, I don't know. The the whole craft beer thing got big. I mean, it's still huge, but it really hit its changing points. Like, I'd probably say 2012 was when it became a lot more commercially available and you could walk into a tasting room anywhere you want and drink beer. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was kind of just like a underground, a little more you have to seek it out and so yeah we got in just at the right time because opportunity was knocking at that time to where you could learn really fast yeah you can apprentice in a sense yeah and then by the time the next wave of people came um we were already like brewing's one of those things you could learn to do really fast and if you just stick with it and you're around it and immersed in it, the knowledge comes from all over the place, especially working for Pizzaport. So we were able to grow and work our way up really fast, and that was, like, super beneficial, you know. So it's, like, right right, right place at the right time, really. For yeah. sure, yeah. Was Pizzaport one of the first, like, places around here that was, like, brewing their own beer for like the restaurant like that they were one of the big ones yeah well also it was like a lot of places have been brewing beer in san diego but like pizza port turned the corner once the competition and award aspect came about like they were winning they're the most winning brewery still in the country of major competition wow 
and we have it right here down the street but then when they opened the production facility the beer was starting to get out to the market and the reason i started going to that one is because i worked at a restaurant in vista and we get off and then we go do like wing wednesday over there in bressy in bressy and then you could score wing wednesday and i'd take a case home and they'd give me the employee price it was five dollars per six pack so you're walking out of there with like a twenty dollar case of swami's ipa that was like at the time in a 16 ounce can no one else had that so every family function i went to every that's a birthday like, party it was like everything it was crazy like it was ahead of its time mm-hmm. i mean we, i grew up down at solana my grandparents lived like right down the street so it was birthday parties family meetups anything it was just pizza and beer and i remember when bressy went in was the first time that i started like going to solana less but having a package can of pizza port beer was like godsend at that time we were waiting for it yeah it was rad and then being from vista we had um all the breweries with the tasting rooms in the business park which was kind of cool and then downtown vista had mother earth Mm -hmm. and i knew a few guys who worked there that were a couple years ahead of me like they had already been brewing at smaller places and like that was the meetup every friday saturday get to drink mother earth beer in downtown vista and then go whatever go to a couple bars after so i think we were just talking about that in the shop here the other day how good that spot was dude it was epic like how big it like the room the layout everything was just like the beer was always good obviously yeah it's it's crazy to think that it wasn't even that long ago like you'd walk in there on a Friday night and the line would be all the way out Mm -hmm. to the curb for beer that no one had even heard of, but it was like a craft local craft brewery. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. Like they were always good. All their stuff was killer. And location was just awesome too. Yeah. 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 It's a bummer that they kind of moved headquarters to Idaho because that's what it was. Yeah. They just like, they still brew in that original spot in Vista, but it's not the same. But mm-hmm. And all the guys I knew that worked there have since moved on and other careers, other breweries, but that place was definitely legendary. Like, a lot of fun times. I mean, they're still canning and, and setting it out everywhere, too, because I feel like I still see it. Yeah, it's still out, yeah. but it's Bo- just Boku not. and all that. Yeah. Yeah, when they moved that production facility out there, it shifted a little bit. But they're still making great beer. Everything that I've had, those cans we just got of it was all still great. That was the first brewery I went to when I turned 21. Really? Yeah, I went to the Mother Earth off Thibodeau, and I met my fifth grade teacher, who's a good (laughs) family friend. I met him there. and uh, How old do you know? I'm 32 now so yeah right around my same as me yeah i met him there and it was i was like dude this is so rad we could just drink beer and the (laughs) tanks were like right there Mm -hmm. like if that brewery setup existed today you'd walk in there and you're like dude get some 
decorations you know there's like <laughs> there's like ted nugent posters and banners <laughs> on the wall you know like that was the only decor you should see the one i said i showed will the other day i was in reno oh yeah i can't remember it was sleeve sleeve brewing or something like that and this guy has these tiny tanks i walked was, in i'm it like it was like a three barrel system i'm like that's all he's using and he had he had i mean it's all ales and ipas yeah. but still it was really good beer I mean, like back then when breweries were popping up and everybody was going, you were going to a brewery. You weren't going to a bar. You weren't going to a club. You didn't like need all the fancy stuff. It yeah. Was like, yeah, no. And it still felt cool. Like, I think that's what's so fun about Craft Coast. Customers still dig is like you're sitting right on the edge of the it's right cellar. there. You're right there. And that's something like, yeah, obviously you don't get at a regular bar, but you're sitting right up against the brew house having a beer that came right off it. Are those tanks that are what's the terminology for the are they tanks the fermenters yeah. fermenters tanks, yeah. are those where all the beer comes from like those that you can see in that yeah room? everything that we brew goes into those tanks yeah awesome. so that's we transfer so cool. into tanks behind the cold box like our serving tanks that's uh-huh. where the beer is getting poured but yeah everything's right there that's so sick yeah right we just have the the five we wanted it to be showcased to where you walk in and you're like all right i'm in a brewery but i'm also in this crazy seven-story building that is brand new and you kind of mix like industrial with new wave commercial retail thing and the reason we put it right there right at the bar it's like we want you to know that we make beer right here so and good very good beer yeah thank you thank you <laughs> very good beer i the el tren the yeah 10 percenter Big boy, that's like one it's of my favorite right beers now. I've ever had. In- oh, is it really? It's yeah, in the tank right now. yeah, it'll Let's be back in go. next week. Two weeks. Two weeks. I'm gonna have to make a trip and I'll Uber there. Two weeks. So good. Dude. So, have you ever seen a uh, beer like from start to finish? No. We should go. You should come over. Yeah. Well, I would love to. I see told it. Chase he's got to come over and do a brew day with us. I'm definitely down. Obviously, you guys can both come. I do. I think it's kind of funny. Like in saying that, like I think. shows and movies and conversations have made like beer brewing seem like it's like this crazy (coughs) chemistry like you're distilling alcohol it's it's not (laughs) and it's hard to like it's like it's like witch's brew you got to get all these secretive it's hard because (laughs) people expect that like the process is super crazy and you're laboring over it it's more of like you create a skill and then the equipment really does most of the job for you but you have to know what you're doing to control the variables within that and so i have a lot of people who are always asking hey can i come like brew and learn how to brew and i'm totally open to doing it but it's not as glorified when you're watching it happens. Are as you like, worried they'll see what's behind the veil and be like, that ain't that fucking hard. Wait, wait, whoa. So wait, wait, we do this and then we, that's all we, we drink beer. Yeah. And then, and then we wait and then we do this and then we, we drink beer. But that's for like, sure. But well, that, like it's not that the easy. machinery. <laughs> the place over here like, ah, it does. I don't listen. I'm the one standing on the brew house. Don't cut me short. It's, it's, it's not like you're, you're like, you're standing over like a cauldron and <laughs> whipping it in and like sprinkling. There, no, are, guys, there are guys that do videos. I, you think, know? There's, like, I think that there's, there's one of the guys greatest parts about it, and I love it, and I know you love it too, it's still blue collar work. Mm-hmm. It's blue collar work. There's a lot of like, there's science to it. There's some chemistry to it. It's smart. You gotta like, and it's artistic too. But I think like throwing on steel toes and 
getting down in it, it's still blue collar work and it's the idea and the premise is simple. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so fun about it is that it's not something hard to grasp, but once you like get into the detail of it, that's where it starts getting complex. And, and you can see a difference in someone that rushes something, yep. you know, doesn't, doesn't time it right. Like doesn't continue with the same timing of something. I feel yeah. at least I can. No, you can. And I think, and yeah. I definitely have noticed with you guys, like, it's clean. Like it's good. It's Thank Chris. You. Like yeah. the lager you did, the fucking chill. Oh, chill sesh or chiller light. Yeah. Chiller light, motherfucker. That was so good. Whoa, and you can just dude, you can taste beer. how much work you put into it. And yeah. I think it's also a, it's a it's a craft that very much and and that's why it's small time is small batch makes the difference. Mm-hmm. When you step it up, it it changes a little bit. It's still great beer, but when you really look at it small batch those small little one-off batches the quality's there and you can tell mm-hmm. which I is mean, why that one guy and reno probably has it because it's like almost all small batch yeah and he's serving it like that but, super oh, fresh so once you get the to the big scale like it's it's crazy crazy like laborious like labor intensive you're working a lot to get to the same result Mm -hmm. which is why learning that way learning in a big brewery and high high tempo you know it's all about consistency you have to hit your numbers and your production and you got to do your job and execute it because someone else there's multiple shifts someone's coming in behind you that takes over and if you're behind then they're behind and Mm -hmm. so learning that way is great because then when you move to the next scale like what we built at craft coast is we know exactly what we're gonna do every time we do it and we have the time to do it and the means to do it we're not just brewing sheer volume we're brewing for quality and for a product that we're proud of and it's like People always say, oh, you know, it's, um, you're lucky that you get to brew in a place like that. It's like, well, no, I'll tell everyone to go grind it out in a crazy busy production brewery because you're seeing so much beer in different phases of completion that like, by the time you get to a brew pub, you're, you're almost moving in like slow-mo. You have all that stuff down and pat. you have it down and now you just have to focus on your your little area mm-hmm. and you can really dial in at that point hey i want to use like the most premium quality products and ingredients and raw materials because i don't have to make hundreds of barrels of this beer i'm only making 20 barrels mm-hmm. 10 barrels and so that's what's made it really fun, you know, is we don't miss a we don't cut a single Yeah, you corner don't have to anything. cut any corners and not that other breweries do, but we just get the luxury of putting that forward every time. Yeah, you just it's not really a schedule based on production, it's a schedule based on the beer itself. Like you know, it's not quite ready yet. It could pass mm-hmm. by most people's standards, but we're not gonna let it go to taps yet or let it go to the next process yet. So in a bigger batch of beard, is there a different like time frame? No. Is it all this like 
pretty uh, much the same. Yeah, it's generally like, yeah, the incrementation doesn't make, if you brew 10 barrels versus 200, time frames the time frames the same. the same, but the efforts to make the beer change drastically in the same time frame yeah yeah so well, like the, say you're putting one ingredient into a smaller barrel easier to do than putting a shit ton of ingredient into this into a bigger barrel well yeah, yeah for example when we were at pizza port we have one tank but it takes seven batches consecutively brewed non-stop in to fill beer. it versus one turn i say one batch or two batch and then we fill up a one tank you know yeah so we're brewing like 24 hours a day to fill up a tank and to empty a tank versus one brew fills it and then you know the subsequent batches are already at different phases but like in a production brewery you might have one tank being canned one tank being kegged one being brewed into the next one is being cleaned to be brewed into the next day so it's like yeah I, get, I really would like to see the process because i yeah like i'd want to know and i feel like i need to see it but like typically from start to finish on one batch that you guys make like how long does that take it takes start to finish till you're drinking it probably like 30 days okay just under for ipa and and that's the other thing with time like I, blake's made some of the best lagers i've ever drank Agua Baja being our kind of flagship, but those kind of beers, lagers take more time to condition. Uh, when you're in a production setting, you don't get that time. Time in the tank is money. So getting out of that tank quicker is always going to be more profitable. Um, those beers get the rest for about 45 days, start to finish. And it just makes a cleaner, crisper, better lager. They get the lager condition. So for us is like Blake saying, like it's not that anybody out there isn't, um, but we get to make sure that beer got everything it needed every day it needed and Plus we're just having a blast We're having a good time. Yeah, All right, we'll, we'll play one of those where we go do it. That'd yeah, be, come be on. yeah, the uh, brew days are always a good time and it's like there's a level of work that's being done, but we're just trying to do it like You do one thing and you start your cycle on the tank mm-hmm and then you go back to your brew and you do something and you're just kind of going back and forth with precision and that's kind of the goal of you know brewing so by the time you do get towards the end it's like you know exactly where you're at you're under control you don't have to rush anything and that's why you could drink beer while doing it because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're ready. You know what's next, you know, got everything in check. Like time for like, beer. I hate, I hate feeling rushed. So if there's a few, a few minutes of downtime, you know, you can use that to do the sanitize your yeast line or sanitize your fermenter or sanit, you know, check on your other beers or clean draft lines you know there's a lot of downtime but while you're doing it you're always having the back of your mind you have a timer for your brew you have a schedule that you have to hit so and then you guys yeah. get to relax 
We'll drink your beer. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of the day, you... We'll let you turn some valves and throw some You hops. add the hops, and you get a picture with the hops. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I want to do that thing picture. where you, like, you smell it in, oh, your, dude. in your hand. Have you ever smelled hops before? And act like... Yeah, oh yeah. And act like God. I know what I'm smelling. Dude, that's... <laughs> like, oh. Orange peel. That's, yeah. the, that's the classic brewer Toss collaboration money shot is where you... You walk up to the kettle and you. It's that classic sprinkle the hops in the salt. You know, you're, all the the get, you're all together. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the money. And then graining out too is the other kind of that's brewing how you know money brewer. shot. Pulling the grains out. You get the yeah. grain out when, when you're when, when you're graining in. out, cleaning it out. And we just brewed over <clears> at. Uh, <throat> we did the kind of chili out booze bros. Mm. <laughs> and dude, those guys are. They're collabing right now, dude. They're collabing, but they're madmen. Don't don't give away any industry secrets over here. No, they're they're just <laughs> madmen. Like our grain out is like we're we're not lazy brewers. We just have a good. It's just different, like <laughs> equi equipment to equipment. You know, we could probably grain out at Craft Coast, and the only reason you break a sweat is because it's hot outside. Mm -hmm. And then when you're graining out over there, it could be 30 degrees and you're sweating because it's a lot of, a lot of grain to get mm -hmm. out of there and you have to do it all by hand. So it's like, it's, it's funny. You almost we've, like, you've got the magical switch, the tool, the tools just, work. And it it's almost out. like a rite of passage though. Sometimes in a way it's like, you gotta do the work. You put in the work at whatever level that is. And then if you get the chance to build a brewery from scratch, from zero, you think about, I built it, it's, I'm the guy brewing. I didn't know how long it would take to get another brewer if it was even in the cards. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how can I build it for me to be comfortable and sustainable for 20 years, let's and, and just efficient. say, efficient. and efficient and not kick my ass every single time I brew. Like I, I don't want to fight the system to make beer. Yeah. I just want to be able to make beer and focus on the parts that can make good beer. And if and, you don't have to fucking do that, then why go through it? If you have yeah. a machine that can do it. Well, it's just and, like, that's also like just about anything that someone's done for a long time. Right. If you put the hours in, yep. like for me, cutting hair, like I set up this space the way I wanted to, where yep. that sinks in between each of those stations. Yeah. And each person is easily accessible to using a sink, which you need all the time. I like it so that you can easily have a station where like those towels are right next to you. The lathers right next to you. Everything's just like right smooth and efficient and, and works. The same way with this is like in a brewery, like if you set it up right and Blake, when they built that place, they set it up dead on where I'm not focused on fighting the system here and there that gets me back to what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. So all that time I would be spent working around something is focused on getting the beer dead on. And if you build something that's that smooth, you're only focused on the work that you really need to be paying attention to. And also not everyone does have that capability of like buying the machines that, or the, yeah, no. the equipment that's going to do what, well, and that equipment might not have always been around too. Yeah. No, we're spoiled. We're like, no, we, it, it's a capital expense for sure, but it's one that's, if you're willing to invest in it, it's, it's an you. investment, yeah. you know, it's long-term. You got a piece of stainless steel. Even if the brewery doesn't exist in five years, that equipment could last for 20 more or, you know, like you think about 
Pizza Port Carlsbad right here. That brew house has been sitting in that building since 1992. Gnarly. Same equipment, 100%. They've taken care of it, which like is warships, why it's still dude. there. They just keep going. Solana Beach. It's it does been always in there. taste the same. Huh? It does always taste the same. It tastes, it's, just, it, it's got a thing to it. And so, like, when you're thinking about building a brewery, we had many different avenues that we could choose. And because of different circumstances or different events we chose that we wanted to just buy we have a brand new building you know it was just built it's in downtown oceanside we might as well fit that building with brand new equipment because we want our equipment to depreciate at the same rate as the building itself so if we're going to build it brand new there's no reason of putting a 20 year old brew house in it because mm-hmm. then by the time we're done with it our brew house is 40 years old you know Plus even though it, it functions front, front and center so yeah and it's, right it's, it's a showpiece oh it's beautiful when you walk in there it's yeah. just like super organized and so we clean tend to and that thing we i want to walk up that clean. ladder every single time though. <laughs> that's the best part i want to walk up that every time i walk in there and on I can, your, like on your brew day squeeze in there and walk stand up, the ladder. up there all day it's the best feeling in the world <laughs> Looking down on people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, eat your taco. We huh? talked early weird. on about uh, retrofitting the brew deck to get like, we thought we were going to do live music early on. I don't know why. So you put a band up no, there? No, not a band, but we were going to put like a DJ with like turntables up, up top. there Are you on the brew mind? deck. And like, as we kept going into it. I'm not I'm that like, good of a dude, DJ, dude. I tried. I'm like, that'd be the dumbest thing of all time. Like, turn Crop Coast into this club, like, with a DJ and huge speakers. And having to that. move all that shit every time uh, you go to brew. It'd be so annoying. So, yeah, we... Uh, scratch that. We scratch that. That's not the right, that's not the right <laughs> feel. No, we're just... Walk in and get also, tacos Also, you already have such a fucking draw because everything's so good that if there was an extra draw because there was a crowd that wanted to... be too much, to, dude. You know. We'd have to have some, some big security guards yeah, out yeah. front. Be I've like never... Yeah, and we have, we have the bodies <laughs> that we could... Right. We could get that place rocking. Oh, for sure. It's always busy. I've never walked in there and not waited in a good line. Like I, a decent line. I least. sneak in in the mornings to get my stuff done on the weekends because the second that, the, I mean, what, summer? Like 15 people waiting outside the gate for us to open on a weekday. My favorite thing to do, though, is just walk past everyone and just sit at the bar. <laughs> yeah. No one's And it freaks there. people out, too. No one's They're like, there. what do you like, mean? Oh, you yeah. can do that? That's seating? And then the bartender's right there. Hey, what do you want something? Yeah. They're stoked. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. take note of that. Or it's just beautiful. One smart move bar bypasses 30 minutes of. <laughs> loitering Bar- I mean, you do need to move. be by yourself and usually when i yeah. go there though i am like i'm at the group is a great in, group yeah. spot so it's Rolling like solo it's usually like a lunchtime and it is still busy yeah that's when i do it Popping. which yeah it's beautiful it's the best if you sneak in by yourself and go straight to the bar you're in heaven yeah but or, i mean that's anywhere you go too but there yeah. like, it just people are like whoa you're Sneak allowed to tip. do that <laughs> You're about to get like backhanded by somebody. No, I feel like they just think I'm fat and like maybe I brew there or something. <laughs> you wear your craft coat shirt every yeah, exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. Like I look like a yeah, I just do, wear the shirt. Like, I do hey, like my craft coat like, shirt. Hey, They're like that guy's official in. and he's wearing red backs. <laughs> that guy's clearly eating the tacos. Let him. <laughs> that guy has slip-on work boots. Yeah, Dude, he do. must work here. You dress like a brewer. You get straight to the front of the line. That's dr- my tip. I drink like a brewer. Is what it is. <laughs> that hey, that's another rite of passage. Um. 
do you guys think that <clears throat> at some point you guys want to expand? Oh, absolutely. Because you you do. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. there's like that that fine line of like pushing it too far. But you've also worked at places like Pizzaport where they did. I feel like Pizzaport did it right where they have a brew house at each spot. The pubs is such a great model. Yeah. Because they all kind of take on their own little feel. Mm-hmm. They're their own little community, but they all feel similar and different in their own. And then also with that being said, I know you haven't really answered my question <laughs> other than yes. Yes. Um, it's not just you guys that own it, right? So would you work with those same people to then make another space or is it like, yeah. And, and then like brewing wise too, like are they always going to learn from Blake? Blake will have it. He'll uh, have the answer. Yeah. I mean, we went into it. Like our whole goal with craft coast was to make it kind of a, a mainstay brand mm-hmm. type thing. Um, mainstay being like, you're just there. Like we want it, we want to do whatever we can do with it. Cause, okay. which is why we have never really focused on singling out a single item of the business. You know, it's all just one craft coast is beer and tacos. And it's also cool merch and good graphics. And hopefully, you know, like the goal is to get a nice social media presence and kind of build the blanket in. And so we went into that with a plan that we were going to do our first one. And if it went well, then we're going to expand it. And if it just did its thing, then we still have a really great business. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, we've, we've looked, we're actively looking at, I don't know, potentially expanding into multiple locations. We just have to, we realized we got so spoiled with, and lucky with getting a premier spot like what we have. So if we don't do that each time, then are we going to be able to keep the same feel of craft coast? And so Mm -hmm. we definitely want to expand. We're going to, if when and where is still kind of up in the air, but it's definitely in the cards and, um, the whole the whole goal is to just make it look feel and taste like what we've already done right so we've been patient we've had a lot of opportunities to take other locations and grow after the first couple months we realized you know like we got something good going here because it was so busy all the time but we didn't want to jump into a second location just to do it. We want, we want location number two to feel like it's craft goes the same way, like good foot traffic, good walkability, decent parking, you know, everything we want to check the boxes. That way we're not leaving anything on the table. You know, if we're going to invest in a location, we want it to have, and there's a standard set. Yeah, we want to have the elements that Oceanside gave us. And we signed that lease right before in 2019 at the very end with not even 
the slightest expectation that COVID or anything crazy was going to happen. We just were thinking hotels are coming, apartments are brand new, they're here. We're getting a really good opportunity here. And so let's do it. We had a different spot that we were going to do. It would have been a completely different business than it is today had we gone there. Mm -hmm. And so now that we've already done the first one, we want to keep on track with that feel because we were basically a signature away from being a completely different business altogether. We still would have executed the same way. It would have been the same name, tacos and beer. It just wouldn't have been as accessible for everybody. It would have been more local focused, hyper focused. It wouldn't have been as quick of a blow up. Yeah. Which because we wouldn't have was, been downtown. I, I felt like it was just Instant. like during the <clears throat> pandemic. Too. Yeah, yeah. And Oceanside yeah. was really good to small business. It was. All that. Yeah, yeah, here you so, have been fucked. We were hyped to like be the over there, dude. It was any better. But now, do you? So I, I'm not. I I go there a lot, but I'm not. I don't consider myself a regular at Craft Coast. Do you have regulars there? Yeah. 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 A ton. It, it makes yeah. it even. Yeah. I mean, regulars at a different level too because they're living right above you okay so it's cool because the people that live above us are like stoked to have us mm-hmm. pumped so when they're out for the day and they stop at home i can't imagine i'd be stoked to live up there like yeah come Dude, down have yeah. a taco and a beer and then go up to your apartment yeah so yeah especially after covid when you have to work at home which leaves you a completely free reign of what that means it's mm-hmm. like yeah i'm working from home but you're downstairs in a brewery laptop on the bar with your laptop there and headphones in like so yeah we have a really good local following actually and i think one of the coolest parts about opening there is that it brought a lot of people who are from Oceanside, South O specifically and Carlsbad village. It gave them a reason to go up to downtown Oceanside. Like we early on, we just kept hearing that over and over again. Hey, we've lived in South O for X amount of years and we never went up in that part. Mm -hmm. And now they're there every week, every couple days. And so that's kind of, had they done that whole like mission, change were you guys there before they changed the whole mission feel uh it, that was just before it abs- it was the same exact time right line. at the same time same timeline because that area is blown up it's, yeah it's the same yeah like we're kind of cool i mean I, right. I i do enjoy i know people fucking hate it i do and i do enjoy going there I now. Think it's a cool area i i can understand people locally being pissed because it, it's a lot of tourism in that area yeah, oh yeah i mean as a business that's a great thing yeah, you guys, I mean, the thing too is like, yeah, the whole walk ability and like the amount of people, like just the amount of people cruising by that area did something for you guys, I think, but you guys wouldn't have needed it. Like it's still, I think it's the still beer and the success. food would have just, it still would have been amazing. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's not like I'm like, I'm telling people about your place because it's like, dude, there's like, cause I like places where there's not a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like some of my favorite are the ones that are like, it's just regulars and yeah. that's it. You know, you get some people walk in you're like, wait, who are you? 
you know where that's why I roll we roll PCH all the time <laughs> yeah exactly I, I love, love PCH. that spot. but with you guys it's busy as fuck and I'm still going like you have to go you gotta go you have to go to this fucking place yeah you know so it's it is a uh, you would have done well either way I mean we get people pretty deep inland that come out and they're like we're making reasons to come down here on the weekend yeah it's a killer spot it's rad yeah and it just happens to be in that new like completely regenerative like regenerative um new area that's popping up and a place i probably wouldn't have gone before no it it gives you the opportunity to get as much of both sides of the coin that you can yeah and we were blown away by the initial opening because we tried to run it all bootstrap like we're just as we are the kind of guys we are local we had family friends and just whoever could volunteer working for us the opening weekend and we're getting ready to open on the friday it was like four o'clock or five o'clock and we look outside there's a line down the street still trying to put the finishing touches on (laughs) the way it's supposed to look and there's a line and we're like oh shit dude we're gonna be in trouble here and then we barely make it through the night and we still have to be open the next day and we rush we're on the phone with suppliers and our pos system trying to get it figured out and smoother we're all on no sleep and we did that for like a month straight and then we started to hire and like we reached out wherever we can hey like do you have a couple extra days a week that you could come work here and got everything in line and then we finally figured it out after months of being open and it was just that kind of spot where it it took off from day one. It's gotta feel good. And we were leaning on our our it was crazy. We we're we we're confident for me at that time, just being the sole brewer, I knew what my skill set was and what the beer I was able to make was. So we we're just hoping that all of it would work together. Mm-hmm. And like it was almost like too scary. We we're like, I dude, remember. we're in too good of a spot to be <laughs> three dudes who are given their first go at business and trying to bootstrap it. Like we needed to be a restaurant group. I remember management tiers. Cause I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't working there right when they opened. Mm-hmm. I remember when you first started that I remember coming your opening day. Um, and seeing you, Brian and Lars, three guys that started it and just laughing and just being like, Oh my God, dude, like this building is on fire right now. You guys are just ripping. Like people like couldn't get enough and Blake just being like, we're just going to keep going. We just take it a day at a time. Let's just keep going. I'm like, dude, you know, like good problems, right? Yeah. It's like, you're not spending the first month empty going, dude, I don't know if I can pay this many people to stand on the floor. Like immediately just like ripping Marissa, your girlfriend's hosting and I'm walking in like, Oh, his family's running this with it. Like it was amazing. We had to close on Monday. (laughs) We opened on Friday. We had to close on Monday to like regroup, prepare to regroup and 
call another set of friends to volunteer <laughs> for the rest of the week and like staff out the rest of the week because it was go time at mm-hmm. that point. And so it was like pizza port on a fucking holiday summer holiday or summer weekend. Walked in, I couldn't Insane. sit down. I'm like, I'll just eat my taco stand. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was crazy. And like, so yeah, I mean, it was really cool to hear some of like the local business owners too that were like cruising through and you know they're still there today the two two years later and we've kind of become that western northwestern spot of mm-hmm. oceanside where people just business meetings gatherings i see people come through where i'm like i don't know dude that was that was for sure a business meeting so i know something's going on now and it's just like that's what what's going on there so it's been it's been really cool you know so you you had the idea for tacos did you have the like business like did you have the people in mind beforehand or was that like a later on no that yeah that came later that was uh because they fucking nail it. That was a research and development kind of deal. We knew we wanted to do tacos for sure. Yeah. Um, we were actually shocked that by the time we were ready to launch Craft Coast that no one else had beat us to the solely beer and taco punch. And since we've opened, everyone's like, dude, I've always wanted to do beer and tacos. And it's like we were all wondering why it hadn't happened yet and we just got it was just happening in food truck form yeah yeah no one had had like a stand there wasn't a brewery brewery with a taco shop in the same brick and mortar that were operated so we bounced around and um ate tacos everywhere we'd go bummer down (laughs) south we'd go up to la we'd eat tacos locally and uh yeah, we had like some partners early on and we got the menu all dialed in and then eventually it, we took over the whole thing. Was the birria inspired in LA? Cause I had not seen birria down here, like at a place I like would just go to. I think yeah. they just knew what they were doing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's it, them right over there, isn't it? Yeah. That, that originally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's who it was originally. Yeah. That's not who it is now. No. Well, it's all just craft coast now. Got it. But yeah. Um, but those are the ones that like that, that implemented style it. of taco was something that, um, we had researched and one of my partners had like this crazy obsession with it. Cause he saw it on a Netflix documentary. And so, it hadn't really been a thing here. Like I've been eat, I love Mexican food, tacos, going to Mexico. I'd never had that. So we took a trip up to LA and we did like a taco tour and all the places that we had seen on Vice and Netflix, we went to each one and we're like, all right, we already knew we wanted to do Al Pastor. We knew we wanted to do really good carne asada. We want to do pollo asado. What else is going to fit? Like we had considered carnitas at one time because there's 
good, really good carnitas around here. And then the birria thing just kind of was starting to scrape the surface of yeah. like popularity. And then um, we asked her if she knew how to make it and she brought them in. It's like, what do you guys think? And we're like, all right, these are pretty bomb. Like, let's develop these. And then that was kind of the showcase of our menu because it wasn't really offered. Right. Like, That's why I love Mexican food too. They weren't even doing it. Yeah, no, it, no, it, it wasn't. Um, all the other tacos are like ones I've had when I walked out of a bar yeah. really late at night, yeah. and there's a taco <laughs> stand there, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's it. Amazing. You don't see birria on many but menus. The, well, right? birria, you, they don't have the capability to do it at like a stand all the time. Yeah, well, so, they can't. They gotta maybe have a, that big pot. Maybe a big truck, they could do it, but they can't do it like just. And it was stand. funny because I don't no. think I had it before Craft Coast. I had <laughs> yeah. seen it. And I think I saw it in L.A. a lot. That's they have for, the, a lot time. of trucks in L.A. Like, it's really the popular. Like, Van Nuys yeah. Boulevard, they'll just have a truck, like, on the side of the road and a yeah. line fucking down the street. And yeah. I think yeah. the tacos. other thing is, is that one thing about the tacos that just blew my mind right away is that fresh corn tortilla. Yes. Because, like, I can't tell you another place that I go where the corn, tia, corn tortillas are made, like, right as you order. Huge. And that for the quesadilla, how it puffs up can't beat it yeah like that taco is just money yeah the taco thing was like the idea of it was solidified that it was going to be tacos and pretty much just tacos we're like all right we're going to be in and out style menu where you have four items that could be kind of universally used in many different ways but it's just going to be that and we knew we didn't want to be the brew pub that you go in and you get a German beer pretzel and all these appetizers and burgers and salads. Like we're definitely not interested in doing that, but finding the right, right taco partner early on that could develop the menu the way that we had like in our head mm -hmm. to where they need to be so bomb that we can only rely on tacos and our whole thing, affordability and you know what you're getting every time you go in there. So it's like, we didn't want to deviate and get too expensive. We also didn't have enough square footage to dedicate to this crazy kitchen. So, um, yeah, it was kind of just like, it was an awesome thing to start and partnership and all that. And it was a lot of work, but you know, the way that it's going now, it's a lot more flexible. Like I was saying earlier, if we want to do a new salsa, we just kind of all in house, whip it up, mm -hmm. you know, and we've done a couple of food collabs that have been cool, oh. like specials. Those brisket tacos. Did you get any of those? I never got any of those. Yeah, we did the brisket taco doing them again. with, uh, with uh, Abishan and... He made pickled onions. Oof. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. In like was a like, house barbecue and then he took sauce a, thing. Our, I think he took one of our hot sauces and made like a chipotle barbecue sauce, oh. like hot barbecue sauce with it. I still get asked about it. Yeah. It was we did it on it a was, flour tortilla, fresh uh, flour tortilla. It was ridiculous. <clears throat> and so having that flexibility is rad. Like we still have some stuff in the works. We're trying to figure out the most logistically 
sound way to add menu items that doesn't take away from what's what currently being offered because i don't think anything really needs to change like i i needs no Mm-mm. yeah that's no. other thing but if we add, if we tacos. add stuff cool yeah. perfect yeah, yeah. So and I'll it's one of be those. the first in line to try it if I know about it before it happens. I will yeah. be first. And the <laughs> coolest part is one of my my partners really took on. We're doing tacos, and he just researched, and developed, and basically asked a question. Like I took him over here for the first time, and he's like, "Oh, dude, this is it. Like this mm-hmm. is what we're looking for." And so he really made it a point to lock that in and get exactly what we had pictured. And I was like, all right, we get the tacos dialed in. I'll focus on the beer. I'll make sure that the beer that's being brewed is complementary to what we're going to be selling food-wise. And that's when the Mexican lager came about, and we just took off with that and the cool part is is spicy food spicy savory works really well with ipa which is what we're good at and so a taco with an ipa is perfect and then if you're not a hoppy beer drinker a taco with a clean clear crisp mexican lager is like ideal Mm -hmm. and so we're like let's just knock that on the head if we can like let's hit that point and um so all the early beer recipes were like let's peer pair our food that's and probably beer my, perfectly. that's my desert island beer stranded on a desert <laughs> island which give one me, give me agua baja agua baja yeah agua baja. chiller lights close second yeah agua baja is pretty fucking good um, it's just it's san diego we grew up drinking Pacificos and Coronas. I mean, Pacificos my go, my go-to. I love Pacifico's it. is my go-to um, Mexican beer. That was one of my questions for you guys. Is your favorite non-craft beer? Miller Light. Miller Light for you? That's all I drink. Oh, he's. I'm. I know. I'm very. I'm very tough. If you don't I, say PBR, you're gonna. I have some two people. that are like equally as important. Um, PBR and Hams. I drink. I have spots where I buy hams that nobody knows. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know he knows. I, I try not to reveal my secrets because. Wait, do we go to the same spot? Are you probably, guys buying my beer? Probably. That's why you don't have it in your fridge every time I'm over here. I go like right when they open. Does it start with an F? No. Oh, cool. oh two spots. Now. What do you, I, I do you buy a 16 ounce tall boys or do you buy the, the, the suitcase? Big boys. 24. 24 for $10. Yeah. Damn. See, we rip Montuckies too. Oh, Montuckies. Yeah, love Montuckies. Yeah. Montuckies. Cold, cold snacks. snacks. Yeah. I, I had my first one here. Phenomenal. I loved them when our buddy over at Pete's Sport, he was one of the reps. He would bring us cases from Arizona before they were in San Diego. It's hard. It's one of those ones where it I, it tastes so good, but I'm also like, is it the name? It's, it's everything. Definitely par- the, it's partially the, name is so the marketing good. is so good don't, that the beer tastes hey, better. Don't make me overthink yeah. it. It's that good. <laughs> it is. But if I have, if someone was like, you have one beer for What's, the rest. It mine's Miller Lite. I think, I think Pacifico. Pacifico? I, yeah. It's a classy See, move. That's, classy move. that's really tough for me if you have one beer for the rest you're of your life. You're desert island beer. You're on a desert island. You're stuck. Because and a crate falls onto that island. What's it full of? Lager, 
really doesn't do it for me. You're going to get technical. Like, I I need hops. Like, I find myself after a weekend of camping or being in the desert. On hops. I'm the same way. I was in the desert. Yeah. Two weeks ago riding, and I brought just a whole cooler of hams. And... I drank them, and as soon as I got back, I went over to the brewery the and just started smashing IPA. And if I could just drink, like most brewers would say that they make IPA and they drink lager. Like, I make lager and drink, drink IPA. IPA. Yeah. I mean, IPA has always been my, like, go-to. Yeah. Like, I think... If we're saying macro beer, that makes it easier. But if you're saying, but I I'm, have to have both. I'm saying non-craft. 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 Uh, You're saying Pibber. Yeah. PBR, probably. PBR, boy. What's really? yours? Yeah. I think it's PBR. P- P- Pacifico's not Pacifico's, craft beer. no, you're macro. Yeah. Yeah. I I love Pacifico, but I really like Modelo, too. Nice. I like them both. I like. I used to drink only IPAs. I didn't drink when I turned 21. I was doing other shit, like a lot of psychedelics and stuff. Didn't really drink much. Then I stopped doing that and got really into drinking. I started playing live music full time and IPAs were like the first thing that I got into. It was Wolf Among Weeds IPA by Golden Road. Golden Road. Golden Road. That was like my first one I ever loved. And then I had Elysian Space Dust and like all these different IPAs. IPA, you got to have both. But now what's the Wolf one that PCH did? It's like Wolf Wednesday or something. It was PCH. It's like a double. That uh, that was the double IPA version of Wolf Among the Weeds. I think so. Which is, yeah, Golden Road beer. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then craft beer. Sorry, I did interrupt you. So you're good. Um, I got really into IPAs. That's all I would drink. And then there's, I feel like when, because I started late. So when you start drinking, you want like strong and like filling and like, and then I'm playing music while I'm singing or I'm singing while I'm drinking. So like eventually I started getting like really full and kind of tired and like too much. So then I switched to tequila. And then when I went back to beer, I just realized how much I enjoy like a lighter, like Mexican. Your, we call them our lawnmower beers. Yeah. Like when I, if I'm, if we're barbecuing over the weekend and I'm sitting in front of that grill, I'm going to mix in a couple IPAs, but I'm probably going to have like 10 or 12 Miller lights. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so that I don't go face down on that grill with the steaks. Because if I had yeah. six to 10 IPAs, I'm done. It's tough. I, I mean, that's what chiller light was like chiller light. Like I'll go Baja, the Mexican lager. You got to have it. It's I have my, killer. I have my moments where, but our American light lager. Just, I fucking love Sapporo too. That's my other one. Sapporo's good. I'm a, you're a curious I'm guy? honestly, I'm honestly, I think, for me, I'm a situational. Yeah, I was just about to drinker. Say it's just where, where you're at. Yeah. If, if I'm at a place, let's just say, a bar that sells craft beer, maybe on tap, and I know that the lines are probably not dialed in. <laughs> give me, give me a PBR all day. Okay. Yeah. Or if or I you're go at a NASCAR race, or if I go a place where it's like, you know, they don't really have cans and bottles so you have to drink draft i'm gonna drink whatever they pour the most of which is usually pacifico or modelo or coors light or something it's like give me whatever you're ripping through that's not sitting and then obviously venues music venues sports i'm drinking macro lager tall cans tall cans and that's why pbr has become just like one of my favorite beers because 
it's the most accessible. I'm getting a 24 ounce can for 10 bucks at a venue, not yeah. a pint of See, warm beer. And that's IPA. the hard part. That is so that that that's is how get I do it. Knocked out of my hand in a mosh pit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That is like, that is. It's very situational, yeah. but it's also like you're talking clean lines too. Like that yeah. that does make a big very difference. Very clear. Makes a huge difference. Like I'm definitely gonna go. I do. I definitely find myself doing it on that aspect of it for sure. I can't Which tell you the last time I drank an IPA at a sporting event. No, ever. That really highlights your. Uh, alcoholism though because i don't even think about that shit I'm no i think that i think it highlights that i'm a, i have a little bit of knowledge saying that yeah. one of the best yeah. brewers that I was know. a joke yeah. chase obviously i, I don't know anything about it we all so. know no, my okay. biggest thing is <laughs> it's i've, I've got, watched i watch blake pound budweiser tall cans at the Padres. i've game, gotten so his lines get a little unfortunately yeah. i've gotten like <laughs> jaded over the years where Cert, most of the time that like craft beer just doesn't it's not going to excite me because i've been involved in it in so long like certain breweries i go to and i'm like giddy and getting all hyped up i get to drink their beer all day but going to a common bar restaurant sport venue Can't i don't do need it. craft beer Can't like i can drink good stuff for free all day i'm gonna drink a beer out of a can that i know is like extensively tested and laborious and brewed by brewers who are 10 times smarter than me. And it's in a bigger can. It's the same beer every time. Yeah, it's the you same know. thing. So it's like, I don't really need that excitement to me existed when I was 21 years old and maybe through 24 when I was like, anywhere i could drink craft beer i was getting it 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 didn't matter if it was at chili's that yeah hadn't cleaned the stone ipa line for six <laughs> years you know what i mean like but that's why I yeah now so it's now it's different the other the other uh weekend i was up in nevada and uh i got sierras everywhere i went i don't know what it was, it was just, it, they, they had bottles and i'm like you know what i'm just kind of on this good beer it's like one of my first, you know, Could like one of my first favorites. Oh yeah. Celebration was always <laughs> our favorite. We would always get celebration every year. But just plain old pale ale, like I fucking forgot how good that beer is. See, and it's that funny. beer built craft coast. Yeah. It is so good. We bought bubbles out of <laughs> Chico. Sierra Nevada. Chico, right? Yeah. Every single day. And the reason that we did it was Because you were thirsty. We walked in there. <laughs> we needed a case of beer. This year in Nevada had the freshest date code on it at mm -hmm. the time. So we bought that. Then we bought the case behind it. Then they started to order more. So they're all fresh. And so we knew every time we went over there and uh -huh. bought fresher it, and which was almost daily, that the beer was going to be fresh. And so we it. just got like kind of almost like tunnel visioned in on Sierra Nevada Pale It's a, a beautiful beer. It really, you know, and, and after drinking it, I again, like, I don't know what I fell off for. I feel like that might be my pale hill. Yeah. It's that good, it's man. It's bomb. It's that good. Yeah. It's the beer that started craft beer, you know? Blind Pig might be my IPA. Blind Pig's fire. Yeah. And Thruster might be my Thruster? triple. I, and I'm hoping, Is it a triple, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping Mike Thruster's makes so that again. fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Pitcher or thruster used to be our God. joke. Every time we went to a pizza port bar, they were like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I'll get a pitcher or thruster." Well, I, you know they, no you know, they would get the the Pliny and 
and I would go over there for it, and there'd be a line, and I'd get to the line that it'd be on, and I'd be like, eh, I get thruster. thruster, and then I get in line again. People are like, you getting more? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that more. That shit's rocket fuel. Yeah. It's so good. Thruster. And then Have you had uh, Pliny the Younger? No. Or yeah, yeah. No. Oh, okay. Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's a beer that Pete Sport makes. It's like, it's better in my eyes. It's such a good beer. I I've not really drank at Pete Sport. What? I know. It's nearly impossible. I used to go more before I could drink. And we're, then we're at the village like at least once every week or every two weeks. We were just at Strong Ale. You missed it, dude. I liked that BFF before. I mean, I enjoyed it. Nice it pale. was a good beer, yeah. Really good beer. But if I'm going to drink, I'm going to go to Craft Coast. There you go. I'm not going to Pizza Port. Yeah, there but I, I can walk to Pizza Port for lunch and I can get two slices of pizza. I live right down the yeah. street. It's like for under $10, that's I get a, a pint and two pizza, slices of pizza. That was such a benefit. That's why I was saying earlier when, before I worked there, mm-hmm. it was 25 cents for mm-hmm. wing or cheese sticks. sticks. Uh-huh. Wings and sticks, and baby. You could, I, I came right out of the restaurant. I'd go from the restaurant to there. I had tips in pocket and I'd just throw it down get a pitcher of beer and you could walk out of there for 20 bucks. Dude, my parents would get a mound of wings, oh, man. Yeah. a yeah. mound of cheese sticks. Yep. And my dad and my mom would split like two pitchers to themselves. Enough that was before ranch, I could drink. I just, enough ranch to go swimming. Oh yeah. my God. Dude, it was, and it. like that's kind of beer buddies. Yeah. They, my parents never really got the buddies. I it was like later on. They're I started good. getting, Oh, I love buddies. Yeah, I like the good. buddies. The wings and sticks was a thing of beauty. That, it was awesome. Except for when I worked there in the kitchen. That was rough. You're like, fuck this. Dude, <laughs> you, I swear to God, there's people and you'd see them and be like, no, this guy's going to do this again. Can I get a hundred wings? <laughs> I swear. Almost like there's no just way. Like, I want to see, cooking I all see this like just out of high school kid cry. You know way you're cooking those all the way through. Dude, all the way. I'd be like, this one. That's not getting good. They're like a hundred no, like wings. Yeah, and they were always double baked. I watched, always, I watched no matter two what. guys put down a hundred wings. Do together. they always double bake them? Yeah. Always. That's the secret. Uh, I've asked for them like triple bake now. Them, no, you have bake. to do triple because yeah, it's now. always double. I just okay. want them crunchy. Yeah. It's hard to make hundred wings gelatin crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> not on the third pass. <laughs> If you burn the living hell out of gelatin, oh. it'll crunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're so good. Well, Blake, I think like I think you're running out of time. Yeah, I'm getting close. And I, I mean, I'm sure, we, I'm sure we could talk like more. Oh, we could more. do this can, into tomorrow, and we could do it again. We should uh, after the brew day. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do a brew day, do and the then brew we'll day and then come do a yeah. two part. You can tell everybody yeah, exactly. how we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we could talk about it, and they literally just use hammers all day long. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate you having us. Dude, that was fun, awesome. and uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do the you brew, and then we'll come down back here and get your haircut already. Nah, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's hard because you can't be like, "Oh, I went there for the beer," <laughs> <laughs> and my hair fell right off. Hey, honey, why do you look so good? <laughs> get out! <laughs> You're on the couch. What? <laughs> I just got here. Oh. I haven't said anything. Well, yeah, thanks, guys. Thank Dude, you. Hell yeah. Bring the papers And I'll pour the shots It's so good to have good company For all the fucked up habits that I got